1: Well, we are awaiting uh, the phone call from Jim Gilbert for more Nature Notes this morning. Just another reminder, coming up after Jim's show, long about 7.30 or so, uh, Dr. Laura Lefebvre will be in studio with Dr. Hilden talking about diabetes, of course, welcoming your phone calls and text messages this morning. All right, that's coming up at 7.30. Right now, it's Nature Notes time with our natural friend Jim Gilbert, brought to us by Cardinal Corner and By the Yard Patio Furniture. We'll talk with Jim in just a moment. Danny Long here. I want to talk about Cardinal Corner. If you want to enjoy nature's entertainment, see my friends Pam and Lee from Cardinal Corner. At Cardinal Corner, huge selection of squirrel-proof feeders that will attract all kinds of birds, from robins to morning doves, cardinals to finches. And if you want to attract hummingbirds, Cardinal Corner has a spectacular selection of hummingbird feeders and swings, too. There's so many different types of bird feeders. And wind chimes, you're going to find yourself browsing Believe me, you'll be there for quite some time. Bird baths, too, of course, and the freshest bird seed all around. And if you haven't subscribed yet, do so. It's free, the monthly newsletter, all kinds of tips and stories. Subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in, see Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at that Newport Center. Call them, 651-455-6556, or online, as I said, cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner, you will find, is really much more. Than a bird seed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. Officially, while well, we just moved to 69 degrees, officially.
0: Okay. Well, we've got 70 degrees uh, here on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, located about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. It's partly cloudy, so sunny here. Uh, not much wind. I'm hearing morning doves cooling. I heard you mention the morning doves here. Uh-huh. And uh, house wren singing. American robins and song sparrows and singing beautiful morning, just beautiful. Sunrise came at at five twenty seven and sets at nine oh four. So today in the Twin Cities and area, we have fifteen hours thirty seven minutes of daylight. From a week ago, Saturday, that would be the sixteenth, to this coming Tuesday the 26th, so that's 11 days. These are our longest days of the year, uh, and if we don't count seconds, you know, if, we, if we're not counting seconds, we have these 11 longest days of the year with the amount of sunlight being right around 15 hours, 36 minutes. On this coming Wednesday, uh, June 27th, that's full moon day, by the way, uh, we lose our first full moon minute of daylight. But remember, we in the Twin Cities area have at least 15 hours and 30 minutes of daylight through July 4th. So enjoy these long days. The normal high for today, 82. The normal low, 63. So we're a little above that. Records for today, 101 uh, was set in 1988. The record low, only 44, was set in 1972. On this date, way back in 1911, 2.36 inches of rain fell on the Twin Cities, and that's the record rainfall for this date. We have a waxing gibbous moon that set at 3:25 this morning and rises again at 5:46 uh, this late afternoon. As I mentioned, full moon is this coming Wednesday on June 27th. But in the next three nights leading up to that, the moon will be quite full and very very bright. Also on Wednesday, June 27th, the planet Saturn will be within one degree of the moon. And this uh, this week, the planet Venus is high in the west, and Jupiter in the south, and both are bright star-like objects in the sky, easily seen a half hour or so after the sunset. In southern Minnesota and western Wisconsin, much of the field corn is knee-high or taller. The second cutting of alfalfa is underway. Gardeners are picking buckets of ripe strawberries. I consider strawberries to be a delicious fruit high in vitamin C. Serviceberry and red mulberry trees have ripe fruit, relished by American robins, cedar waxwings, and, of course, us outdoor enthusiasts. Um, Tree and barn barn swallow parents are busy feeding young nestlings. Throughout CCO land, soon after dark, fireflies perform their amazing acts, giving a special magic to the landscape. A friend called me from Mankato just the other night. He was working in a garden. This is right in the city of Mankato. And uh, this was, oh, I don't know, maybe not quite 30 minutes after sunset. And he was seeing like 100 fireflies. This is just totally, oh, well, just amazing. Um, Mary Brinsland's reports just from the luton uh, Tofty area, Uh, she reports that there and other parts along the north shore of Lake Superior and of course the Minnesota Arrowhead, the Atlantis Fritillary, White Admiral, Canada Tiger Swallowtail Butterflies are on the wing. Blooming woodland wildflowers include Bunchberry, Clintonia, Starflower, the Tall Buttercup, and the naturalized wild lupin flowers are extremely showy. In fact, at their peak. Most have purple flowers but some are white and some are pink. And the Northern Bush Honeysuckle is also in bloom. Um, Mary reminded me that there were 1,800 bikers that took part in the Luton 99er bike race uh, through some pretty rough territory. This was yesterday. Our son Christian and 11-year-old grandson Lonnie rode on a tandem bike. Now, they didn't go the full 100-mile route. They did. Uh, well, it said 39, but but Christian said it ended up being like 45, 46 miles. But anyway, quite a bike race up there. And they had many friends that came and rode the whole hundred and some miles. At the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum located along State Highway 5, about two miles west of Chanassin, the garden roses and shrub roses are loaded with gorgeous flowers. Delphinium and Many other uh, perennials are blooming. Prairie areas, like the restored prairie at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum and the one at Linnaeus Arboretum in St. Peter at Gustavus Adolphus College, and, of course, natural prairies in southern Minnesota and western Minnesota, have become very colorful in the last few days with such blooming wildflowers as oxeye, purple prairie clover, black-eyed susans now blooming, um, the butterfly milkweed with a beautiful orange flowers. And orange is not a very common color in nature, but these orange flowers and, of course, purple cone flowers in bloom. Uh, this is the 85th annual American Radio League Field Day weekend when thousands of amateur radio operators operate their stations on emergency power, usually away from home, to prepare for times when emergency communication is needed, such as during storms and floods, I stayed home and used my small battery-powered transceiver at four to five watts and a wire antenna, and made several contacts: uh, Wisconsin, uh, South Texas, Georgia, Virginia, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and other states. Used both. Um, the microphone, and Morse code. I'm always amazed uh, that radio waves like what Danny and I are talking on this morning travel at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it,
1: not only is that amazing, it's amazing uh, the distance with people you can chat with on five watts.
0: Yeah, I know. Wow. But, you know, I have to remember, that's the shortwave band. Okay. And when you have the right conditions... Like last night, you get these radio waves bouncing off the ionosphere, and so that's why.
1: Do you ever talk to people around the world?
0: Yes, with that five watt little transceiver, it's a little YASU transceiver. I've talked to more than 100 countries.
1: Wow, that's am- I just amazing.
0: Yeah, it is, wow. it's really fun. Uh, Captain Rob Herring from Optimum Charters out of Baker's Island, Superior, Wisconsin reports that the surface temperature of Lake Superior seven miles out from the Duluth-Superior area was 53.9 degrees this past Friday the 22nd. Lake trout fishing has been excellent lately. My brother David reports that the surface temperature of Lake George, located seven miles east of Itasca State Park, was 76 degrees yesterday afternoon. And what we say... Uh, As far as the American Red Cross and the military are concerned, 70 degrees is the cutoff for for safe swimming. Otherwise, you know, like Lake Superior, run in and out in a hurry. There are days, though, sometimes on the shore of Lake Superior when it hits 70. But uh, 70 degrees, and that's what most of CCO land lakes are, 70 or above. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield report 21 species of birds including ruby-throated hummingbirds and Baltimore Orioles, are coming to their feeding station. Woodpeckers, Woodpecker parents rather, are feeding their young, so the suet is going fast. They picked their first green pepper from their garden this past Thursday, and Ray ate the first ripe wild black cap raspberry yesterday. Ray also noticed that a trumpeter swan pear that was nesting near New Prague Um, I think the nest was on a muskrat house in a a small pond. But anyway, uh, there are now five very young cygnets along with their parents, and that's quite a sight to see. Do we have time for some more, or should we do something else?
1: Well, Uh, yeah, let's have a little bit more. Well, well,
0: well, either
1: way is fine with me.
0: Okay, we'll do a little more. Sure. Uh, Naturalist Matt Chute, who leads hikes in the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, and lives in Golden Valley. Heard his first of year annual cicada buzzing yesterday, and that was yesterday morning in their own yard, right there in Golden Valley. It's that high pitched, like buzzing sound that it's kind of what I call the sound of summer in the Upper Midwest. Diane and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, note that Wednesday, June twentieth, their soybeans started flowering. On Thursday, they saw a pair of sandhill cranes with one colt. That was, that's what the young ones called. It's about, it was about half adult size, and it was in their soybean field. And yesterday, yesterday, traveling toward Mankato, they noticed some ponding in fields because there's been lots and lots of rain in that area lately, in the last week. But they noticed some, some of the field corn was waist-high, Art and Barb Straub from the Sewer-Henderson area report that the second generation of monarch butterflies is on the wing. Now, the first generation flew back. They came here, laid eggs, and now we have, you know, now we're into the second generation, and now they are laying eggs. Mosquitoes became bothersome for the first time this past Friday June 22nd. And they got to show their young nature uh, class students a newly emerged cecropia moth this past Friday. Now, the, the significance of that is the cecropia moth is Minnesota's largest moth, probably the largest moth in in uh, North America. It has a wingspan of more than five inches. Beautiful uh, brown and red colors and and other patterns on its wings.
1: Speaking so, of beautiful Yeah. How about that showroom down in Jordan, Minnesota, right off one hundred sixty nine.
0: Yes. You know it's one of those places I love to stop at and walk around and talk to Deb and the other people there and and see these settings. The way they the way they put out these these settings are like like it's like another. It could be in like another room in your home, but it's outdoors.
1: Yeah, and the, you don't have to like me. Uh, it's a tough time imagining things in different settings. You don't have to imagine like Jim is uh, telling us. Uh, they have all these different sets. You see all the furniture that By the Yard makes in all these different situations. In fact, Jim, as you know, eleven thousand square feet of maintenance-free table chairs, benches, swings, gliders, Adirondacks. You name it. And it's a really a fast drive down there, isn't it, on 169?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, it's just, it's just a few miles beyond uh, the Chaska uh, turnoff on yeah. 169. Yeah,
1: and and by the yard, boy, you're going to be, unlike other places that, that sell seasonal furniture, they set all their inventory outside. That's what you have to choose from, and that's only that. By the yard, you're going to be the very first person to ever sit on your furniture Your yard is going to be the very first time that your furniture has ever been outside. Brand new. You can't beat the price when you buy from the only Minnesota manufacturer, and it's still a family-run business here in CCO land. Jim and I urge you, visit that showroom on 169 in Jordan today. In fact, if you want to request a catalog, a lot of folks do this after Jim's show. Just get on the web at buytheyard.net. You're going to see what Jim and I have told you about uh, for years. Love that furniture.
0: Oh, yes. All right, Jim,
1: what else do we have?
0: Well, um, June is the prime month in Minnesota uh, for nesting. Uh, we 200-plus nesting bird species are in the process of uh, producing young. Agassiz uh, National Wildlife Refuge, that's way in northwestern Minnesota, may be the richest bird breeding site in the upper Midwest with close to 100 40 species of nesting birds. And by the way, 439 bird species have been sighted in Minnesota and of course that's over many years' time. Typically, in a typical year we see 300 and some. Uh, Julie Brophy from Victoria uh, reports that uh, on Monday she was in Carver Park that's right next to Victoria. Most of the white water lilies were blooming. Many species of mushrooms were popping up, and, that's, of course, that's because of the recent rains. In their Victoria yard, um, Bill and Julie uh, report that the first Baltimore Oriole young had fledged, that was this last Monday, and continued to be very vocal. In the evening, a raccoon was seen with her three kids falling close behind her. On Thursday, the 21st, um, the first day of astronomical summer. Tree swallow young fledged from a nesting box in Julie and Bill's um, backyard. In Carver Park, Julie observed a mulberry tree with ripe and ripening fruit and watched Baltimore Orioles, rose-breasted grosbeaks, and gray catbirds eating the mulberries. And of course, if I had been there, I would be eating the mulberries, too. They are so good. On Friday the 22nd, Julie saw uh, Eastern Phoebe fledglings in their Victoria Yard. Uh, that's right on the shore of Kelser Pond. They also saw juvenile um, cottontail rabbits, uh, Eastern chipmunks, red squirrels, um, Baltimore Orioles, black-capped chickadees, white-breasted nuthatches, and notice that the linden trees, those are also called basswoods, have started blooming, and they're very, very fragrant. They saw many pollinators coming to the flowers. Now they also saw three Canada geese in the air flying. That's a rare sight now and will be until until about the oh the twentieth of July because waterfowl are now in their flightless condition. They lose their flight feathers and of uh, course unable to fly. And about the same time the young geese are ready to fly, and their parents are ready to fly again. So then you see these family groups taking off in the air. It's just beautiful sight. Do you have any messages? That people... I have a couple, as a matter of fact. Okay,
1: let's see. Uh, I heard the texture says the first cicada in my yard in Wilmer, and that was on uh, Thursday.
0: Thursday, that Thursday, Thursday. Wilmer. Thursday first. Um, and we call that the annual cicada. Annual cicada.
1: And That's this great. This n- uh, note, Jim, uh, does not say w- from whom it came, but or from where. Uh, what time of summer? Te- or the uh, emailer says what time of summer can caterpillars be found on milkweed leaves? You know
0: the answer oh, to that. Yes. Right. Okay. The eggs that are being laid and been and they've been laid in the last few days typically hatch in three or four days then you start to see these young monarch caterpillars and if you want to you can collect them bring them in stores and feed them fresh milkweed leaves each day but so this is the time to start looking for this next generation
1: next generation i'm wondering why Now we have to head out of here but i wonder why you, you uh, i don't see any fireflies in my backyard
0: well oh you are you talking about your? Yeah, your I don't.
1: Backyard. I haven't seen fireflies for a long time.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like people tell me, "Why can't I see more cardinals in my backyard?" <laughs> well, it's easy. It's easy. Just move to Iowa.
1: Okay, okay. So I do. The see...
0: point, the, no, the point is, you just got to be closer to the right habitat, which is along long forest areas, oh, okay. long grassy areas, things like that. That
1: would be the explanation. Then
0: All you right. don't have to go very far. You'll find them. All right, Jim.
1: <laughs> well, let's do this again next week. I
0: look forward to it.
1: Thanks so much. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning for more Nature Notes here on 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?